This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 285, Wish. She cared too much. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm Morgan Stradling. And I'm Chelsea Robson. And we're back. back. (laughs) It's been a while. It has been quite the year. That wasn't the intention. No, life happens. And it's actually good to have a little break. Yes. Because then when you come back, you're really revitalized, regenerative. Regenerative, that's not a word. It's been a while. But that's, that's, reju- that's a verb. I'm rejuvenated. <laughs> yes. I had a baby. Oh, yay. Yes, baby number four. And baby number four is quite the little terror. He loves his mom. He only wants mom. And mom is drained. Mom is tired. So <laughs> in case you're wondering where we've been, it's I'm literally drowning. Or Well, no, not literally. <laughs> you're not literally. Not literally. <laughs> I have felt like I was drowning. And now it's getting better. My head is coming out of the water. I'm I'm getting... You're getting paddle. somewhere. Doggy yeah, I'm doggy paddle. paddling now. Yes. So <laughs> enough about me. We will do an entire episode just catching up, talking about the industry and everything. But we are here to talk about Wish. Yes, we are. And this has been, if you remember, if you go back to our last episode, we did a preview of the year of that would yes. be coming. And now we have already passed all of them except for Wish. And so At, there's a DreamWorks movie called oh, Migration right. coming out in that's December. Right. So there's a few movies that came out mm-hmm. that I, I want us to review later on. Yeah. Now, this isn't our, you know, 2023 no, no, review. We're not, we're not doing that. But I'm not going to talk about some of these that were great, some that weren't. We'll get there. So but subscribe. I, I, I bring that up to say that, wow, here we are. Yes. We talked about it in our last <laughs> episode about yes. this was basically the one of the ones that we knew we would end up seeing yeah. Because it's the Disney film. It is the Disney film. It's the highlight of a Disney animation fan's year, basically. Yeah, or every two years, if you're from the 90s mm-hmm. or, well, in the 90s, they were doing it every year. But it's the moment. And so luckily, the stars aligned. We made a wish and mm-hmm. it happened. So we're here and we are talking about it. So we are straight from the theater. Chelsea yes. and I saw a press screening for it and we're in the car. We have our mics and off we go. Baby's in the back, so. <laughs> yes, again, baby loves his mom. This baby had to come to the theater. was kind of a stinker. I had him in the carrier and was just basically down below near the bottom as uh-huh. you exit. And he was, he was, I was baby wearing him. And it, he eventually, basically the last five minutes before the movie ended, he fell asleep. So oh, <laughs> he's sleeping in the car now. And so that's my story. That's, yeah. But I do it. Yes, this, this is going to be a, well, I don't know. Is this going to be fun? Well, Morgan and I are going to have fun. Of course it'll be fun. It's a rotoscoper. <laughs> it it's an is. animation a- addicts episode. <laughs> Always so, fun. Stick around after this little commercial and we will be right on it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, a little background info for this movie in case you do not know about Wish. So Wish, take it away, Chelsea. Wish was directed by Chris Buck and Fawn Veras. Okay, how do you say that? Vera Sunthorn. Vera Sunthorn. Screenplay by Jennifer Lee and Allison Moore. It was produced by our good old Peter Delvecho, Juan Pablo Reyes, Lancaster Jones. And Longest name I think <laughs> I've ever seen. It came out or will be coming out. We're, is this coming out before? It comes out on the 22nd. So November 22nd, 2023. Budget $200 million. And we'll have to see how much of it actually makes that back now one thing to say when we've been doing these we're always like oh it made its budget back mm-hmm. we are just strictly we've always strictly just talked about like the bud the straight budget that they tell us mm-hmm. not including the marketing right. which sometimes can be a second budget unto itself and, and we don't ever really and, and the and the theater fees you yeah. know that they so really for some of these movies to actually break even like we say like oh yay it did 200 it was a flop it did 200 million but at least it made its budget back like no really it really it's not so we realize the error of our ways, but it's just ho- so hard to calculate that in, yeah. in my mind, unless, you know, there there are websites and stuff that will calculate that for you. But anyways, so 200 million is at least the minimum mark that we have to hit for this really, movie. The, I think that just means four. I think it has to make at least 400 million in order to like oh, for be sure. a, a yeah. winner yeah. and be like, hey, we, at least half a million for this. We too. made money. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, we have seen the movie. And going into this, Chelsea, were you excited for this? This is to commemorate. You know, okay. we haven't really talked about the Disney 100 year. We will do an episode on that. We will. There's there's so much to talk about. That's the great thing about yeah. this. I feel like I'm chomping at the bit to talk about all these various things. So I'm excited for that. But Disney 100 celebrating the 100th year of the Walt Disney Company. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that for a future episode. Okay. What a year this has been. (laughs) And so as a result, they really timed this well that this movie was going to be based on this concept that's iconic in Disney lore and Disney canon, Disney animated films of wishing upon a star. Mm -hmm. The famous song from Pinocchio, when you wish upon a star. So here we are. They decided, you know what? Let's make a movie about that. Which could be such a weird Which could be a great idea for a movie Mm -hmm. or a terrible idea for a movie. To be honest, right? It's all in the execution. Going into this, was I excited? What what was I? I really wasn't, honestly. I had low expectations based on 
the past years mm-hmm. have just been subpar. I will say it since Lasseter left, he was the COO of Disney, he, Disney and Pixar. Uh-huh. The cre- well, cre- uh, CCO, the chief creative officer. Yeah. Yeah. Not COO. And he really was just this creative mastermind. And I've, I've really come to appreciate the concept of don't fire your geniuses. <laughs> Let's, right. And Disney has not been great at this. They, yeah. they buy out Lucasfilm and, and say goodbye, bye-bye now, bye-bye, bye-bye now to all. He had scripts for movie mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine. And this isn't a Star Wars movie, but, you know, analysis. But And, and those movies sucked. I To me, in my mind, <laughs> the Star Wars ends after six. Yeah. Anything after that doesn't exist to me. And you just see these like creative geniuses. They really are so necessary to deliver great products. And I think Disney and Pixar, John Lasseter was that. And so even Mm -hmm. though John is Pixar guy, he had stepped in starting with meet the Robinsons Mm -hmm. and really turned Disney around. And we, we've done the eras Mm -hmm. and those were great episodes. I love those. Go back and listen to those because we hit every single, and eras are so trendy nowadays. (laughs) They really are. We were doing it before anyone else was. But you go back and you listen to the different eras and Disney always ebbs and flows. Yes. As is kind of expected, you know, with with people and companies and whatnot, you have like good years and good seasons and then bad seasons and, and ups and downs. And because like you, because Disney, the post Lasseter era, as we call it, has been on the down and then last year stranger things strange world strange world stranger things um yeah strange thing. world <laughs> it i was not excited going into this the promotion yeah. the little teasers that i saw just the concept was kind of like what are we doing here disney okay i, yeah. I I'm, I'm hoping i can be blown away like in canto i went into canto like really expecting nothing mm-hmm. and was really blown away when yeah. i saw that in theaters you know i was talking to we we made friends with the person next to us mm-hmm. she's a, a disneyland a, instagrammer yes and it was quite fun to chat with her and we were just talking about nobody goes into a movie thinking i want to waste 95 minutes of my life oh yeah especially if you have kids and you've dragged everyone yes. especially as families let me tell you <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to, things to suck i don't want to hate watch things i'm not that kind of person no we are disney super fans yes you know even though we've maybe not soured on the company recently we've maybe like woken up to just you know the reality of it it's not everything rosy glasses we can see both sides and we we can see that they're in a down and we're, we're yeah. going to acknowledge that yes and so anyway i came in with not very high expectations um i will say though that based on other reviews and other things that people had said like going into it there are some early reviews that are out i i actually thought you know what the the people who totally canned it i don't think it was as bad as they were saying no i agree but there was one reviewer who said it was the worst disney movie yeah of the entire canon and this was from a disney super fan and i thought worse than chicken little <laughs> worse? I mean, we really do have a scale here worse <laughs> Then the, oh gosh, what was the other one? The Strange World? No, yeah, Strange World. Black Cauldron? The Black, Black ca- Cauldron. The Black Cauldron was always our go-to. It's like... always the the go-to baddie. <laughs> like, but you, you know, the you that, Chicken Little, and you know, Strange World for me. But like, worse than those, I don't know. No, not at all. No. And I even felt like there were moments of this film that 
kids will enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there were a lot of different, not puns, but different like punch lines that all the kids did laugh where you would think that they would laugh like jokes and things like that. (laughs) The butt joke got quite the laugh. It did. Yes. As expected. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of moments where I feel like kids will, maybe if they see it young enough, they'll be like, that was kind of fun. or Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Um, But I, I will say though, at the end, I I felt a little offended. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hold it there. Let's talk about the very beginning, a very good place to start. There we go. Let's start there. (laughs) So the premise of the film is there's a girl, Asha, and she lives in the kingdom of Rosa. Mm-hmm. And this was a an island nation that was founded by this king who became a sorcerer. Magnifico. King Magnifico. In the Mediterranean Sea, which that was just weird. Why did they put it? Why did they even even bother giving it like, a location? Pinning it into a real life location. Everything right. about this was so just fantasy. And that, diverse, too. Yes. It's not like you had to like match clothing. Because yeah. these, a lot of these clothing, it was like this place for anybody to come. Yes. A melting pot of sorts. Yeah. So why Mediterranean Sea? Exactly. I, I felt that was weird. Yeah. That needed to just be cut. It just needed to be an imaginary yeah. fictional world yeah, of yeah. Rosa. And, you know, and, and basically, like you said, anyone can come to this right island. Right next to Genovia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Arendelle. And so <laughs> anyone can come, anyone. And then as part of kind of like the bargain that you make is that he's going to take your wish and be a steward of it and hold on right. to the wish. And since he's this grand, all-powerful magician, sorcerer, excuse me, that he can grant the wishes. But he doesn't grant everyone's wish because he's realized that some people don't really have that great of wishes. And that's, you should, that is a bad wish. You should mm-hmm. not be wishing for that. And so... He really ultimately makes the call on on that. And every mm-hmm. month there's kind of this wish festival. And I think that's weird to me. It shouldn't be. It just felt like, why monthly? <laughs> you get together quite a bit. It's, it, to see it for such a grand thing, it should have been like a, a yearly thing. Um, but I think they just didn't. They Once a month, there's one person who gets their wish granted. And then anyone who turns 18 then bestows their gift to him. And they the gifts turn into these magical orbs that he then keeps for him yeah you know in his magical library so i'll give you my like my blatant what i felt like this movie really was okay here's the thing a lot of people (laughs) that were going into it they were giving it a lot of grief saying saying that it's like oh they're trying to basically cut god out because god is the one that he he's the one that decides who gets the wishes and so that's bad and everybody needs to get their wish and so we need to be the people that was kind of the vibe that that was the vibe that like people, the online, the YouTubers were talking about having not seen this simply right. from the premise. I did not feel that at all. No, I didn't feel that at all. Honestly, I felt like it, the whole thing was just a cautionary tale of the dangers of central planning and socialism. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, That's really what I wrote down too. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> and there's even like a song where they mention it, where he's singing like your traditional villain song. And that's one thing I really do appreciate about this film. That was we, a weird song though. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, well, it was no be prepared. Let no, me tell yes, you. Yes. Uh, put a pin in that. We got to talk <laughs> about that in a bit. Okay. We'll talk about the songs in the song section, but even in one of the songs, um, I think it's his song, his villain song. He talks about, I am going, uh, I provide you everything, food, clothing on your back, no rent. Right. And in return, you just have to give me your one little wish. Right, right. And immediately red flags are going off in my head. You know, it's like the the idea of like, I'll provide you everything. 
but you just have to sacrifice this little bit of freedom because at the very beginning, they really hit you home, hit it over your head that like this wish is like your essence, your Mm -hmm. everything. Like you can't be a like interested in multiple things or have all these desires. It's like all culminated into this one wish orb essence that like is everything to you. And another thing about this is when you give up the wish, you forget about the wish. Like you lose all memory of the wish. You have a frontal lobotomy. Yeah. Which is like so for safety. Yes. (laughs) So weird. It's weird. But I mean, that is, you know, if you're looking at, if you've ever, if if you've read a history book about (laughs) communism and most of the cultures that end up going straight into communism, like that's basically what you're looking at is everybody becomes a cog in the wheel and you can't have a dream. You can't because your dream can't be better than somebody else's dream and somebody Mm -hmm, else's mm -hmm. thing like can't be starting riots and <laughs> starting riots <laughs> um, end up in the electric chair <laughs> like if you've read any of these things you've seen it it's just go check out our animal farm episode yes please do <laughs> it was fantastic but i just i felt like that's what we were watching but the thing that i didn't like is that it didn't feel like that was what the directors or writers wanted you to feel like right Un, they didn't know what they were actually writing because later on in the story, <laughs> it just like turns into this like rebellion thing of like, now we're awakened by now that we know too much about yeah. what's going on. Like that song, what was that song? The cheesy rebellion song. Basically yes. it was way too on the nose. Yeah. You know, she basically, I, I'm going to call her princess because Disney heroines, we just call Disney princesses. It's the brand, but Asha, she basically becomes this, activist princess yeah because of what happens to her in the film and how she kind of realizes the truth knowing what i know now yes exactly knowing what like so on the nose and it's just weird how it was like a communal thing of like now we're all going to rise up Uh, like it was it felt like citizens of the world unite we're going against (laughs) our our and not saying there's anything wrong like, like when you realize that there is corruption and things need to be made, like made, make yeah, a change. When, when there's central planning, it should be <laughs> dissolved. Yes. <laughs> but the way it went about it, it, so one thing about this movie is it was so fast. Yeah. Everything was so quick, 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 quick. You're just like thrown into the main action. You're thrown into the main character and like, oh, and here's her gang of friends. And oh, she mm-hmm. wants to be an apprentice to the magician. So many people. And so she many has, characters. And she has a job interview that's happening to, today. And so here, go. The uh, job job interview is happening now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the job interview is over. But hey, you can sit next to the queen. Yeah. And, and it's just like moves and moves. And it's, I really felt, okay, so she wants to be the sorcerer's apprentice. And in this movie, because it's the 100th anniversary of Disney, Easter eggs are all throughout this thing. Yeah. And the sorcerer's apprentice obviously is a reference to Fantasia and sorcerer Mickey from that. And so I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. But like the way it was done was just so rushed. Like I was watching it and she was, she was there talking to her family and then she was talking to her friends. The next thing I know, she's in this job interview and I'm like, whoa, 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 what's happening? And well, no, the first thing, like this random, I'm a tour guide song, which, which did was which not very, do anything for no, me. Yeah. It was very, um, the family madrigal yes that it was like hey that worked in welcome to rosa's yeah well, that welcome in canto and that really set the stage let's do it again mm-hmm. and it was like really weird because you get this like quirkiness with 
Asha. Yes. And Asha is just like this terrible mix of Rapunzel and Mirabelle. Yeah. And every and, and a little uh, Anna, like every quirky adorkable princess yes. that we've had over the past decade is really tiresome now. Yes. Like can we just have someone serious like Tiana mm-hmm. who was like had a dream and she wasn't goofy and she worked hard for what she wanted and you love her for that like you really understand who she is but she's just like so goofy yeah that's too much yeah and you're you're like hit over the head with it at the beginning like hey this is me it's my personality <laughs> and it kind it it goes away as we progress and the, the story gets a little bit more serious but i didn't so, did not like that at so all so one thing that i felt was really missing through the whole story was the fact that there's in story writing, there you have a main character mm-hmm. who has a misbelief, mm-hmm. and somehow through overcoming that misbelief, they're about themselves, about the world. Yeah, the hero's journey. It's the hero's journey. They're able. You're able to, as a viewer, able to re- relate to this person mm-hmm. of being like, yes, I've had that misbelief maybe in the past, and I have overcome that mm-hmm. flaw in myself. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's supposed to be. Or even if you, you haven't had that, yeah, you, you, you can appreciate the growth that they're going through. Yeah, you, you can see why she cared mm-hmm. and why this meant something to her. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just being, this is for everyone. This is for all of my family. Okay, but I don't... Well, no, they... So she goes to this just job... Made it this it she, just made it like... like dis, dis, com, discombobulated. No, she goes in this job interview where she's going to be meeting with the king and, you know see if he's a good fit she's a good fit for the apprenticeship Mm -hmm. and her friends like okay let's do like a mock interview what is your fatal flaw this is like a classic trope in job interviewing is they're going to ask you like what's your weakness yeah and then there's the other trope where people don't want to admit that they have any weaknesses yeah so instead they they say something that's like a strength and they're like i just i just work too much I, you know and, and hers was i and they, no joke they literally say this i care too much right and and she says that in the mock interview and then again she says it to the king and i'm like and it's like they're hitting us over the head with she this is her weakness don't you get it like yeah. she cares too much yes. for everyone but she hadn't at that point proven like it's right. say, if do don't say she yeah. hasn't proven that she cared for the people or that she was this like that this meant everything to her right. or that she would give anything for any of the members of the society. Right. And so, but hers is like, I just care too much. And, and she continues with that. And we're supposed to believe that's her fatal flaw, but it's almost like a joke to me because of the way that it's presented. I agree. Um, with her, with like her literally saying like, that's my weakness. Isn't that funny? Um, and for yeah. that reason, and, and, going i imagine you're gonna say she doesn't overcome anything Mm -hmm. like by caring too much did that get her into trouble at some point in the movie and she lost it all or you know she's no she's in chains or you know like you know aladdin at the bottom of the ocean like you know (laughs) no she doesn't have a moment like that at all and the whole and even at the very end her main moment of like i'm just gonna sing you are all stars I just like very collective. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just couldn't, I couldn't get over that. Like the, let's just, there's so much, there's so much. (laughs) First off, let's just say how forgettable the songs were. Go into the music. Yes. They're terrible. Like 
Okay, so you have the first one was Welcome to Rosas, which was... We talked about. I cannot remember a single bit of that song. I don't remember anything of the song. I just remember it's it's very much trying to be um, Familia Madrigal, and mm-hmm. she's just goofy, and she's dancing all over the place, and mm-hmm. she's just like... She's like a rag doll. Her head's yeah, this way and yeah. that way, and flopping and this, and doing all these crazy poses. It's way over the top. It's too much. And I'm the like... Squatch and stretch was... She, yes. She's introducing, like, new new people who floated on their boat over here. And she's like, welcome to our... Welcome, you know? And if I were one of those people, I'd be like, get me back on that boat. I am good. Get me... I'm getting out of here. If this is your ambassador, she's, oh, yeah, you know... Yeah. I understand it's an animated movie, but... But, that's a, it's but a no that's for me, dog. But that was the thing about the art direction in this movie. It was not good. I'm, I'm saying like the angles, like the mm-hmm. angles of the camera. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody uh, pointed this out in another in another review. And I so I was watching for it and I realized, no, it's completely true. Every character for the most like there are very few points in time where any character was to the right or to the left as in a third. To give some like visual interest. Yeah. yeah. And it, every character was always straight, straight in the middle, in the middle of the of, yeah. of the frame. And I, I watched it and was like, no, yes, that is exactly what's happening yeah. through the entire thing. And so you don't have very much visual intrigue happening. To like look around and see. Right. And it also made it like jarring. The, the just, I liked seeing some of the watercolor stuff, the texture, but it just also was weird. It was jarring. Well, okay. So here's the thing. You're obviously building on the legacy of the Walt Disney Company right. and Walt himself and mm-hmm. Snow White and some of those mm-hmm. early films being so iconic with their watercolor backgrounds. Bambi, you know, is bringing to mind and and Snow White and they're beautiful and they're stunning and they just work with the 2D form. Yeah. And there's an interview that Jennifer Lee did, which we are going to save for its, yeah. in, its own episode <laughs> because there's so much to talk about there. But she basically says, like, hey, we were considering doing 2D, but ultimately decided not on it. And it's like they couldn't pick a lane. Mm-hmm. They had feet in two boats. It's like, ah, we're trying to pay homage in so many ways. So we let's do the watercolor background. And let's kind of make it look like it's a moving watercolor. Mm-hmm. But with the old films, the 2D characters were never watercolor. It was right. the background and then the cel-shaded right. characters, which were great. And they just blended so well, even though mm-hmm. they were different. And in this, and then we'll come back to the music, but since we're talking about the art, with this, they have these watercolor-esque backgrounds, but they didn't really look watercolor to me. They they did at certain points, but then when they're up close, they kind of, they're this like, there's like this blur on them that's kind of weird. Um they were they were kind of distracting at certain points. And then you have the characters who are clearly CGI models and they've put kind of a paper man effect over mm-hmm. them, to, but different in to make them appear like well, they're a 2D character. And this one didn't. Yeah. So they try to make it appear like they were a 2D character, but then because they are a CGI character and they're they just have so much more um movement, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like because you don't have to animate every single, you know, you don't have the limitations in the number of frames that you can right. do. They move very, like, too fluidly. It reminded me of when you leave your, t- like, when you buy a new TV out of the box and you set it up, always they have this stupid motion blur setting on, mm-hmm. which gives you the soap opera effect. Yes. You know, it, soap operas are filmed in this high frame rate, which makes them just, like, look too smooth and, like, if you've ever seen a soap opera, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's what this effect does. It 
let's say if your film is in 24 frames per second, what motion blur does is it creates new frames in between the mm -hmm. frames to blur it and to make it even smoother. The idea is that like for sports and stuff that it just makes it even more like realis nice. realistic. But when you're watching movies and you know, this isn't the way that it was filmed. Mm -hmm. And if I were a director of any of these movies or TV shows, I'd be totally pissed because I'm like, you are destroying my film. And I think so many people don't even know that this is a thing because people yeah. turn it on like, and they just leave it. And it is one of my biggest pet peeves. Whenever I go to someone's house and it's on, <laughs> I literally go into the settings and I turn this off. I'm like, you do not need to be watching this garbage. And that's me a long roundabout way saying that that's what this felt like. It felt like because they have the watercolor style and then a CGI model, but is trying, but then has this facade over it to make them look like they're a 2d character. Yeah. Like it was very flat and the care and the, the colors and even they'd have like lines on their, like their jawline or their nose yeah. to indicate like, this is where a pencil would have drawn the nose. Right, right. right. Instead of seeing like the full 3d effect of a nose right. or a chin or a jawline. Right. And so they do that. And because the underlying bones of the character is CGI and they left like more frames than you would expect. I felt like they needed to cut frames out. Mm -hmm. Like if you were going to do this, like only allow 24 frames yeah. and, and don't make them so smooth and don't make them just so computery. Like, yeah, it, it threw me off many times in the yeah. film when they'd be moving or talking. And I'm like, what? Like, this doesn't even look right. Yeah. I was so thrown off. I was like that through a lot of the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, why do I not? Like, like my I, eyes are not. It's it's uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I bring that up just to be like, that just made it all, especially when he goes into this song of Welcome to Rosa's. It's just like every bit of this felt weird mm -hmm. and felt mm -hmm. overdone and just. I wasn't sure what like was alienish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, another thing with the art style is like, then sometimes they would like a character, they do a pan out and then you would see that character like in the background or further in the scene, further back in the scene. And then they'd be even more of this like watercolor wash over mm -hmm. them and it like blurry in a way. And it really just threw me out. Cause you'd be like them up close and you'd see Asha's hair and you could see like every strand right. of her hair and then you'd be far back and, or they're it, it, they were struggling with making it cohesive. Yeah. In so many ways. We're mm -hmm. just talking about the art right now. We're not even talking about the story. Yeah. Let's talk about the music. So the next one is the At All Costs. And that is with Chris Pine and uh, Asha's character, Debose is the last name. And that one was the one where they're in his laboratory or his, uh, where they're looking at all the wishes. And at first it's they're It's like on a the duet same. between mm -hmm. him and her. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, I, I don't know. All of these songs, once again, I cannot tell you any bit of the a melody i can't i just and sometimes it does take a few listenings to make a song stand out but like you know a good song when you hear it because you want to listen to it again i remembered let it go months <laughs> later morgan yes that's true <laughs> so there's a difference um the next one is this wish and that's yeah this is the one that you that's been in yeah the trailer heard it enough that i'm like okay that one um and that one wasn't bad that one's okay yeah that one's that one's fine um but once again it goes back it, to the star like i'm a star i i felt like that song was one of those generic songs that they put in phantasmic that sounds like a Disney song, but yeah. you'll never remember this one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the, the special fireworks, yes. you know, 
show that they put on for a few years and they right, write right. a few new new bops new right little ditties and, yeah <laughs> and they all have a little bit of the of the r&b remix to it you know <laughs> yeah but that's what i felt like it was like this is not a real song this is one of those songs that are just kind of yeah it, and it's like it'll be out of the park okay we got we got to do our our agino you know i want song because we've established right. at this point if we're gonna do a musical we gotta have one of those do we <laughs> but I mean, that's what the all cost is. But yeah, there never really was of an, um, you know, this is my wish kind of song. Oh, it's the wish that song. Yeah, this wish. Okay, this wish is her wish. Yeah, yeah. But it was too far. It was too far into the movie to really catch you as being like, I feel this girl. <sighs> I feel like it. You just did not I don't understand. think that's, a, that's not a matter of the song I think that's a matter of her lack of character development yeah she was real pretty one-sided it was like I just want the wishes I just want mm-hmm. everyone to have their wishes you know she comes to this a real realization in the movie that he's not going to grant everyone's wish mm-hmm. and she didn't realize that at that point in time like yeah. we do because they they have the classic storybook mm-hmm. Disney storybook where they open it up and they do the prologue and it's fine you know, nothing really stands out. And then you like jump into her crazy song. You're right. She didn't have a very good character development through the first half. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was about halfway through that the, that song comes around. Yeah. Where she's like, Oh, me and my dad used to sit on the, on the, yeah on the tree and watch the stars. And then it was like, okay, cool. So your dad died. Yeah. Which where we, was, what was that? Yeah. And you and didn't the, bring that in at his all. His dad's alive. So the grandpa on her dad's side is alive mm-hmm. and then her mom is alive. So those, it was just kind of an interesting dynamic. I yeah. kind of liked that, but they just like introduced the dad, but the dad just died. Like just because he didn't sacrifice himself for anything. Like maybe it would have been cool. Well, no, if, Cause if, they were like, Oh, that's not fair. Is it? It's not like they, that they, was so dumb. That like, was really dumb. Like, cause the whole thing was, they were trying to be like, Oh, it isn't fair that we don't get what we want. And to watch a dream die, it, no one should have to feel that kind of sorrow. No one should have to feel that. And it's kind of like, uh, those are lessons that we should all learn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't know if that was trying to, are you trying to make that the, the misdirection or uh-huh. are you trying, like, I don't know if you, the thing is, that's the thing with a lot of these movies right now is you have a lot of messages that I'm like, I don't know if you, you're serious or not. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes they end up being serious. Like, yeah. no, everyone should get everything they ever wanted. And <laughs> right, more. right. 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 <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I think of Tiana and you know, Hey, since, since they did it, since they wanted to reference every single Disney movie ever, right. I will too, you know, and I'm going to hold them to the standard. Yes. And in t- with Tiana's case, you know, she had this dad that sacrificed himself uh, or just like worked so hard for the family and she never really saw him and then mm-hmm. he died, you know, yeah. and I felt that sacrifice, even yeah. though he didn't die for the cause, if you will, but he, he was working and then he died and it was tragic. And now she's like continuing on because she wants to make him proud. And with this, it's like, Oh, we got, she has to have a tragic backstory with the dad who died. It was like, Oh, your dad's dead. Okay, cool. Yeah. Really. It was like nothing. It meant nothing to me. Right. Except for there's this tree that to me 
kind of felt like, especially because she's this is the tree where she and her dad, when she was little, would like sit and they'd look at the stars. Mm -hmm. And then she goes in her big moment, she sings and that gets onto the very tip of the branch of the tree. And it very reminded me of Jack's Lament from Nightmare Before Christmas, which I know is not officially Disney canon, but you know, that like swirly mountain hill thing that he like, that's what I felt like when I saw him, (laughs) saw her standing on that. But yeah, I, it was just, I felt like there was just, I don't know. Okay, next song. The next song. Uh, so we have This is the Thanks I Get, the villain okay. song. <sighs> Pathetic. Really was. Like, that's your really big was. thing that you're mad, out, mad at is that, like, he didn't get any thanks for what he had done. Is that kind of like the vibe that you've gotten for it? Yeah, like, okay, so you're just a narcissist. Like, that's. Which is fine. Yeah, for okay. A um, but it's like, I don't understand, like, what. Like, what's the driving force there for that? There was no driving force, because if you were looking at his his driving force... Okay, I look at... Um, if you're looking at Les Miserables, mm-hmm, and you have mm-hmm. the the stars, where he's like, uh, by the stars, I will, I will continue I will, I will with my... I will make justice happen. Right. Yeah. And if for him, he said, I don't want people to have to go through the type of loss that I went through as... He looked up because he's got this tapestry that has his family story on it, which yeah. is weird. But and they don't go into it. No, they don't go like, into it. Really I, I kept it. thinking about it. I was just like, like he he got a <laughs> a boat crashed, and he was like wah wah at the very <laughs> beginning. You know? Well, yeah, they. I kept thinking in my mind, I was like, wait, did I miss something like really important and tragic um, that happened? It really didn't show anything. And it was kind of in the prologue, but it was like, oh big whoop like you know yeah yeah <laughs> and i thought that tapestry was going to come back around yeah and like oh we're gonna have the missing part of the tapestry and yeah. it's gonna show the <laughs> other side of the history of what really happened you right. know what i mean kind of no no it was just this is the relic from my bad experience and but he didn't the, that was not in the the, the song. song the song was just him being mad about the people right and he he needed stronger driving force motivation for Mm -hmm. why he was bad because i appreciate that they brought us back to a classical bad disney Mm -hmm. villain but going back and thinking about bad disney villains i mean at the very beginning they're like oh he's our king we love him you know Mm -hmm. and and we appreciate him and very quickly he turns he turns bad and we don't really know why and so i'm thinking of other disney villains i'm thinking of scar Mm-hmm. You know, Scar is the scorned brother. So from the very beginning, we already have like there's some beef here. I was first he's in the, line. Yeah, he's the second the in line. Was born. Yeah, now he's you know the third in line. The easiest way to get like yeah, I get your motivation. Yes, he doesn't show up at the wedding or mm-hmm. at the the christening or you know <laughs> yeah. the, the basically the Pre- presentation presentation of the new son, and and then he's he talks to simba about it and we hear you know more of these little quips that he has and and more of his motivation and then we see that he sends his henchmen and like it Mm -hmm. builds Mm -hmm. for him to be you know he just keeps building on being a villain there's Mm -hmm. like little tiny things that he does mentioning the elephant graveyard Mm -hmm. which is which is bad to do you know it just he builds and builds and and then we get be prepared yeah where he's gonna take over um and i and jafar you know Mm -hmm. you think of jafar and how he was like the vizier and you know, he, was, he was okay at the beginning. And there's like these little subtle things that he did. And I didn't really get any of these subtle s- character moments mm-hmm. that culminated in the need 
well, for he wasn't a song. A, he wasn't a believer in his actual motive as what he would tell people. Mm-hmm. Because if you were to really take it and be like, no, this guy actually believes that if other, if everybody got their stuff, then the whole yeah. world would you know, crumble. We needed an example of how someone having gotten their wish, maybe someone yeah. close to him got their, their number one wish and, and it was bad for the whole group for the whole, yeah. Or him or, uh-huh. or like destroyed his city right. or his family, or he was an orphan as a result of it, yeah. you know, whatever. Like it, we needed to see how, why his he mystery. is, why he is the way that he is and mm-hmm. why he's kind of hoarding these and being very selective and who gets their wish. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. He just did because he's like, I choose. I ultimately get to say. And it, I didn't like it. It, it just didn't work. So Yeah. And then you have his his wife, who's been so loyal through the whole no, thing. And the it was wife just like, is the worst. She's terrible. Okay, she's, she's so dumb. One, I am I do not appreciate her. Mireille. Like, every time <laughs> she calls, like, she anytime she enters a room, Mireille, which means my king. Mireille. Mireille. Which I'm fine with the Spanish, whatever. But it was just so... In the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Subservient so <laughs> to me. I mean, Spain's down there. Yeah, but that's true. I wish they just would have gone all in on just like one unique style and culture instead mm-hmm. of this like mishmash of everything. And that was the whole point that people from all lands could come. But it was weird to me because diversity is our strength, as they say. It was too disjointed. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was very distracting at mm-hmm. times. Unique culture. And that's not to say that multiculturalism is bad, but just in this instance, I just didn't feel that it worked. Well, there was just so many characters in general. Well, characters that you didn't care about. Yeah. Like all of her friends. Her, her friends was like the BK Kids Club of the 90s. Yeah. It really was, yeah. you know, and like literally like back then they had the, the guy in the wheelchair. Right. Uh-huh. And, and she had the disabled friend who had right. the crutch, you know, because and I feel like this I'm pointing at you, the Academy Awards, where yeah. they have this now to be qualified for an Academy Award, you have to have a certain percentage of diversity and, and these characters. And if they're not in your movie, then they have to be on like the production team. Mm -hmm. And it just feels so forced. Now I, I feel like every movie from Disney just has this like cast of characters, like one from every country sort of thing, (laughs) like captain planet where I just, where they, they all feel like this, like hodgepodge Disney multiculturalism in every single movie and it's getting kind of tiresome i know they're trying to swing to include everyone but you can't include everyone i just feel like the the queen like oh okay the queen yes okay the queen the The queen queen was the biggest npc i've ever yes that is the that is the right phrase so she comes up and they they oh, I'm the king and this is in the prologue. And then I have my queen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. She's so, so loyal and, and fair. Like, yeah. And so we don't meet her in like the storybook. She just like appears like, oh, I met my wife and we're, she's my queen now. And then she's just like the queen who's just by his side, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even get like a sense of their relationship no. at all. She was just like the stoic Mire, Mire, And right. just kind of a yes man in a way. But I didn't even feel like they loved each other. And- at the very beginning of the film, he has like brown hair and years, decades have gone by. And now he has gray hair. So obviously they've been together, which I'll be honest. I mean, he was a silver fox. He was great. Yeah. His design. He was like the, the silver fox version of Eugene. Yeah. A Flynn writer. Yeah. Yeah. He was very attractive. And that was like kind of his thing with the narcissist. Right. That he was like so attractive and he knew it. But I feel like at that point you're married 20 plus years. Like you 
when you're in a relationship like that, you kind of become one and you, you have not similar ideas. Like obviously you have your own interests and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. you really like work as one force and kind of think the same way and like are working towards things. And I just feel, she said that she's like, I've helped you build this whole thing. This has been my whole thing, but I didn't believe it from her because of her actions. I didn't feel like she was invested. Like, I feel like she should have been like bad too. Yeah. She, because they've been together so long, even though she wasn't, maybe wasn't necessarily a bad person just because of what they should have been a true believer. She knew everything that he had done. Yes. It was no secret. And so she should have been a true believer and like been all in. And that way, when she flipped, it would have meant something because Mm -hmm. it was honestly like NPC, NPC, like dialogue that's like meant to have, where Mm -hmm. like, it's like the set, like, you know, NPC, if you don't know, is non-playable character in a video game where you go up to them and they might have a point, you know, in the storyline, but like you don't play them. They just have like their same word bubble that they say, Mm -hmm. you know, and NPC is just a internet term for someone who's just like not a not really not a main character not really there right like they just are you know and that's what she was and then you know there was the one point where it like flips and then she's which was so dumb because the friends are are whatever the story they're having they're having their like um their revolution song which is like that do 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 which is so much better of a song for sure and from um and she just opens the door and it's like and sings along with them like i'm with you i'm turning on the king and we're like what yeah like, what when like there were like a few moments where she was like questioning him but it was just so passive so the lame mouse. the mouse if a mouse <laughs> crawled on you you would freaking stand up and scream I'm very clean. <laughs> like, no, you okay would, i don't know even if it was talking to you you would freak out oh you yeah would, you would be frightened oh yes unless and they didn't established that it's like a dirty place where mice run everywhere and climb on you and like that was so dumb well i did not I like mean, maybe a parrot they should have had a parrot climb, at least a bird you're like cool <laughs> sweet yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> if a parrot came in this podcast and flew on my shoulder i'd be like chelsea a parrot you know what i mean <laughs> right, like that's right. something that you want to land on you <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, okay the singing flowers in a disney movie you know you just had all that of was these... to reference the mm-hmm. the old short yeah and you know the alice in wonderland mm-hmm. yeah i mean you just have but oh gosh the other in npc which is like it was just the only, okay of her friends the only two friends that really did or meant anything was the baker friend with, yes. the, with, with the, the the glasses and the cr- the, the tiny crutch. tim crutch yes the tiny tim crutch and then the guy who had already turned 18 and had lost all will to live. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he was just like the fa- the fact that when he became got his wish because he wanted to be the the, the best knight in all the land. Yeah, and the most loyal. Uh-huh. And he's like cuz I just wanted to believe in him so bad. Like it was just such a weird like Well, yeah. So I don't know. He puts this big reward for anyone who, so we totally didn't even talk about this part, but she makes this wish and actually a wish comes true. And it, it comes true in the form of a literal star that looks like they joined a very cute star. It looks like they joined it from super Mario odyssey. If you ever played that game, there's like this little star that Rosalina has like, honestly, they're like, Oh, this is too cute. We need to copy. (laughs) And so they did. And so, but this star kind like makes 
wishes come true but really only for the animals if you notice like yeah. no no human like he, the, yeah what yeah. a selfish little guy like didn't really do anything that actually mattered to to give someone a wish it was just like eh, you're an, you're an animal i'll just make you talk because clearly that's all you guys want is just the ability to talk mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so the stars like around and it created this like cosmos disruption in the magic mm-hmm. and this is what sets him off and it Again, I didn't really love that because I'm like, well, why? Like, why does this matter? It, it was really just that his regime was threatened. Yeah. Basically. And he didn't Which, appreciate if that. If he were a true believer in his regime, then I would have felt like, okay, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a true believer in what he wanted or what he was, his motives. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I, he didn't have a reason of like, oh my gosh, my kingdom is truly at risk or everything that I've sacrificed for. <laughs> right. Yes. Or if they would have just gone like gone doubled down on the fact that this guy is just an authoritarian and he just wants it his way. Right. Which, okay, you know, yeah. there's people who are like that. Um, but so when the star comes and now he's like, Which is just named Star. Yeah. They just call him Star. I'm like, can we not call him Starry? Or like <laughs> something cute? Something, like, <laughs> he's so very gen- cute. It, like, the, literally the name of the star being Star just shows how just generic and no thought went into this yeah yeah well the thing is so anyway going back to the friend who ends up selling her out because he feels like he he's like okay the so the king comes up and magnifico comes up and he says if anybody helps me i will grant your wish Mm -hmm. if you don't help me then i will you will never get your wish Mm -hmm. and so he is the only one of his friends who's had it and he's lost his all will to live (laughs) and he's just like Oh, it's so sad. But he's he's like, oh, my gosh, I must do this now. And so he rats her out. And like, so anyway. But that's again, it just happened so fast. And that was another thing that bothered me. Like there was no suspense as to who Mm -hmm. this person was. He's like a traitor has come for or no, there's a traitor here, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. And then like someone has 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 come in and we're like, who could it be? And obviously there's only about six people who yeah. know her secret so but there were no hints there were no at well, least you, for me no, like you did get a hint as far as like you saw him go oh, i'll yeah. get my wish what because he was just so That's dead true. inside yeah but i feel like so he was <coughs> later on they have magnifico ends up using him as a decoy like makes yes, him look yes. like himself mm-hmm. and is chasing asha asha and there's a point in time where he turns back into himself and he's under his spell like i magnifico never would have put you know he mm-hmm. always knows what's going on or whatever and he <laughs> is going after her and then all of a sudden you have uh you have the bear random bear necessities comes in and i thought it was little john wasn't his name john it was supposed to reference was little it john yeah it was, oh, his gosh. name was john he's supposed to reference um john from robin, robin hood, hood and yeah. he as in one of the scenes earlier he's like hey hey bambi and and bambi and it was a deer and yeah. at that point they had turned away and i and then they immediately the scene ends and i i hadn't paid attention enough to see if the model of that deer actually looked like adult deer bambi it, it probably oh it didn't okay <laughs> then like okay i mean it looked like a deer you know but it didn't <laughs> Like adult deer Bambi was just a different style, you know, and these were all kind of similar. But anyway, (laughs) the point was, is it's um, the deus ex machina where it's just some random thing jumps out and like saves the day. And then 
just so that's another point in time where Aja does not have to develop any kind of strength in order to overcome one of her weaknesses. Somebody else comes in and knocks it out for her. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's just another bit of character development lost Mm -hmm. in that moment. And you just have this poor kid who's now, you know, being threatened by a whole bunch of bunnies. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to her character development, you know, it would have... it was just funny to me the the whole setup for this. It's like, oh, you want to be you want to be the sorcerer's apprentice, mm-hmm. and oh, you happen to have an interview today. Like it would have, and then oh wow, she's in the interview and it doesn't go very well. But to me, it would have made a lot more sense if they would have done Mulan style matchmaker, where we see okay, obviously there's other applicants, yeah. but we don't see those other people. We just see the one. We don't really see what she's up against like yeah. wow this is like great competition you don't even stand a chance but right. it doesn't matter this is my dream this is my wish i'm gonna make it happen like we don't even really build her wish mm-hmm. and how it's torn away from her it's really just a plot device yeah. so we can see the magical wish room yeah and then for her to have her moment of like oh my gosh this is you know and this i wouldn't what i want i would have liked to see like all the applicants together and her like stressing it out because like oh my gosh i know him he's so talented he knows mm-hmm. this and like and then he goes in and does the interview and also what really bothered me he's like all right this is our interview blah 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 and then oh well this is my special sacred super important room <laughs> where no one very few people have ever been in but hey, i trust you enough but i trust you enough in this job interview and i'm like yeah no you don't this is so yeah. dumb this is something that you would not show someone until they're actually your yeah. apprentice so it just seemed like a convenient thing that they just mm-hmm. like eh, yada yada it didn't even make sense because if he said it's so important so special they shouldn't have included that line at all because yeah. it he would not show it to her yeah let me go back to the queen at the end okay so the queen at the end she also, the queen can i just say like is it weird that the castle is so accessible yeah to, like there's obviously like the castle part and then the one girl works there and then there's like the outer castle courtyard where like all the peasants live and it just seems like conveniently whenever they needed it they were close to a room in the castle that they could just walk up and get to where they needed like there was no like how she's the cook so she has the one secret passage i know but i don't know like it was just too convenient right like well that was the secret passage to get to the study but even getting in i don't know it would have been i didn't like it i felt Mm -hmm. like there needed to be more of a quest to get inside the castle uh because no fear. Yeah, they were just in. They were just there. And like then they were talking to the queen and like yeah. Oh, I'm eh. Every, the, well, the, the, queen, the royalty I, was too accessible in this film. Yeah. For me. The whole thing, I just the queen at the end mm-hmm. and she just changes so quickly from the man I loved, the man I, yes. I was following, and now she's besties with this little group of of kids. And yeah. it's just it's really weird. Like there's one point in time where in the, one of the last frames, she's everyone's celebrating and she goes over and is like trying to celebrate with them. And it's just like, that's such a weird thing. It was she dumb. just went from this man that she's loved and devoted mm-hmm. to 20 years, helped build totally this whole turned thing on a dime. Yeah. And has absolutely no remorse or regret or there wasn't really any particular thing that he did to her either yeah. that really should have and she was like put him in the basement or the, the yeah hang dungeon. him up in the dungeon <laughs> and like, like no remorse what and he gets the you know 
the Disney, I was one, I heard that like a classic Disney death. So immediately your mind goes to falling off a cliff, which I was yeah. like, yes, let's do it. And he gets the Jafar treatment yeah. where he gets kind of like speedy bitty living space. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's like, okay, <laughs> like fine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, or, or I guess he's the man in the mirror now. Yeah. Cause that's what they're yeah. trying to do. All of these right, things right. that kind of, how this is how all of the Disney movies actually like, fit together like in the same universe. Yeah. And this is the essence of how it all started. Here are all the Easter eggs that I found. There's a wishing well, which mm-hmm. were from Snow White, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Aurora's dress. Someone's like a dress has a dressmaker dream and mm-hmm. they're making the blue dress, which I appreciated. Make it pink. There's Bambi, Little John. There's the poison apple with like the poison literally like bubbling over mm-hmm. when he's in his like laboratory um stick he gets stuck in the lamp there's a part where she has a magic wand and she's tapping it sort of like the fairy godmother's mm-hmm. like tapping like is this thing on this thing working she like taps it a funny way to get it to like work yeah um which was cute there's the jack's lament you know spiral mountain um which isn't disney but it is disney so there's mickey fireworks at the end mm-hmm. over the castle the quills does like a the quill does the Disney Channel wand yes. thing where it makes like the, the Disney hat sort of, which is funny. The ears. Um, the their kind of island that they live on is reminiscent of me to like Rapunzel's little island uh-huh. that is I don't know if it's an island or whatever covered by majority water. If not, there's all. one line where the Magnifico is like quotes um, the evil witch in yeah. uh, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. It's like true love when she's all big and uh-huh. monstrous so much for true so much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of those things that they're throwing in there there's which... gonna be so many easter eggs mm-hmm. like get ready for the youtube videos on yeah. this i was fine and happy with many of them but it was at the very end when they basically say the aja is now the fairy godmother which is just <sighs> like okay and this is this <laughs> It's just the premise is just weird because it's like she's going to be the sorcerer's apprentice, but we don't see her doing anything really magic-y. Yeah. Like, where does this magic come from? Like, why are you qualified to be like an apprentice? And but then he, anyway, so he gets this book that's this like oh, yeah. evil. We really are bouncing. All no, I mean, this is our this yeah. is how it is. <laughs> we just saw it. And so we're just thinking of these all these things as they come. But. I mean, that's where he like takes his turn to the dark side. There's mm-hmm. this magical book that he had come across and it has the forbidden spells. Yeah. The forbidden um, you know, very reminiscent, I guess, of the Snow White and her book mm-hmm. of spells. Um, and he just because obviously his villain song, he gets so mad that he decides I need to turn to this. Yeah. To take over. Take over. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh Okay. I mentioned at the very beginning that I was offended. Oh. And here's why. At the very end, when they have her do the Cinderella, the wand kind of goes around. No, the star goes around her and acts like the fairy godmother's wand Mm -hmm. when Cinderella does, like, gets turned into the pretty dress. Yeah. It's like the most iconic thing of Cinderella. And so she does that whole thing. And then they have the star is now taking the Tinkerbell spot on the castle and does the whole thing of and like taps the whole thing and i'm just like i was just offended that they would that they would try to mimic some of these moments in a movie that it just wasn't that good and (laughs) i was it 
like this There's is not what pink. I wanted for the hundredth yeah. anniversary. I no. wanted to have something that was good, mm-hmm. and I felt like this one was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't as it wasn't something that I'd be like, oh my gosh, the worst thing ever. But it also uh, on the way out of the movie, I was like, will I even remember this movie? And dry like as we were getting in the car to record, I'm like going through the Wikipedia, like this is okay. Here, okay, yeah, that's the right. That's that's what happened. And I'm just like, no. And I was You're watching, already forgetting. I'm already forgetting. And I have okay. I was telling Morgan this, Marissa, my sister. She just will bring up movies, you know, because that's what she does. She watches movies all the time. And she decided to watch Home on the Range. I've seen this movie <laughs> at least three times. And I cannot remember a single thing that happened in it. I, all I know is that Roseanne Barr is Little in it. And the, and the, the CD. Yeah. Like, I know the soundtrack because it's actually a very good soundtrack. Pretty decent, yeah. But the rest of Alan the movie. Megan. Yes, he did good. I like it. Um, But it's like. The rest of the movie, I cannot tell you what happened. Yeah. And then it's, I felt like this movie would be that kind of level of storytelling mm-hmm. where I give me a week and I will not be able to tell you what happened. We are back in the Disney lull that happened in the mid aughts. Yeah. You know, we had Brother Bear, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, like those three duds in a row where it was just wow, Disney has lost it. You know, so bad that they Home on the Range was forever going to be the last Disney movie yeah. that, you know, we were ever going to see. Well, it was during the time, the, the crisscross when DreamWorks started. And so it was... Shrekified. Shrek- everything got <laughs> Shrekified. And so I feel like that's kind of what's happened right now with, I don't There's know. There's a spider for, spider versification yeah. of Disney or of the animation world because you see so many films trying to emulate kind of that style Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so i just feel like i mentioned at the beginning you know with last that are gone and and that kind of yeah with last that are gone disney's just lost their way yeah again and this is not the first time nor will be the last unfortunately that this will happen to them i mean was it really lassiter though or was it just like all the things i mean let's look at their last few films well, last one was Strange World. Mm-hmm. Not good. Raya Before, and the Last Dragon. Raya. Just trying too much. Just It, it had potential, but was a dud. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then Encanto was Encanto before that was great. And... Yeah. I just... Yeah. It was just... It was it's, it's We've had three kind of deadish movies in a row, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the hat trick that kind of... You can't trust Disney after a while when you, Mm -hmm. after maybe one can be a dud, but there's kind of a pattern Mm -hmm. happening here. And it's not with, it's not with just Disney. It's with a lot of their properties. Mm -hmm. They've screwed the fans over with, with, you mean not just animation, yeah, but Star Wars, their Marvel group. Yes. I feel like there's a lot of just mistrust in the brand. Mm -hmm. Just things aren't good anymore because it's been so commercialized. Right. So that's for another day. Yeah. They've come in, they've bought up all these properties, mm-hmm, and they've mm-hmm, killed them. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a, a common yes. thread. Yeah. I mean, they blue-skied it. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, blue sky. Rest you, in peace. You deserved better. <laughs> he really did. So all of that, to so be like, okay, what do you give this as far as a final ranking? All right. I am going to give it two out of five stars. Ooh, okay. Maybe a two and a half. Uh-huh. But I just... 
I didn't enjoy what I saw. Yeah. It was, it just met was so fast. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't really get to know these characters on like a deep level. I didn't really understand these characters and what mm-hmm. they didn't have none of them. And mostly I'm just referring to the two Asha and Magnifico. Like I felt like they and the, and the queen mm-hmm. and maybe the best friend needed to be so developed mm-hmm. and all had these like primary and secondary motivations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for what led them. And like, we got to see the problem with, I think modern filmmaking is that it's they don't give us those slow times to like just chill with a character and see who they are. Mm-hmm. Like in those first moments when we were introducing Asha, it should have been like Puss and Boots did. Well, yeah, but I think I I think the problem was I was so distracted by her quirky adorableness. Yeah. And it just like, what am I watching that I didn't get to really know who she was and what made her tick and what made her, you know, be who she was and what were her yeah. driving factor. It was just like, I was thrown into this movie at this stupid song at the beginning, yeah. like introducing welcome to, welcome to do luck, do do, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was bad. And mm. they waste so much time on that, which doesn't matter at the end of it. Yeah. Because guess what? We already had the prologue that told us yeah. what happens in this place. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we have this? So. And then it's just rush, 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 pop, 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 and off we go. And yeah. so I'm giving it two out, two out of five stars, which is terrible. It is. Yeah. For a review. For me, yeah. I tend to like, you know, do the high school grade up sort of thing. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not, not terribly curve. too mean, but watching this, I just, I'm not grading on a curve for Disney. I'm not saying I expect more from Disney. I do expect more from Disney, but. It wasn't a good movie. I never need to see this again. Yeah. The, and the music, we didn't even talk. We talked about the music, but like. Julia she's Michaels. Of, yeah. She's kind of like a pop, you know, contemporary sort of songwriter. And it feels that way. It feels like they were trying to be Hamilton at certain points. It felt like they were trying to be like top 40 radio sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, And it didn't work for me. It didn't feel like a classic sort of song it felt like we'd listen to these probably in 10 years and be like oof mm-hmm. that was a song from some of them even felt like taylor swiftish to be honest mm-hmm. maybe they should have hired taylor swift to do like that See, would be significantly that better. would have been something at least at least that would have like made it feel like all the songs were in line with each other yeah so that's that's what i got i'm what gonna give you? this two and a half stars okay, okay. if i take away my expectations for disney then i it goes up to two and a half yeah with my expectations it would drop it down to like a two maybe lower um but all in all like as we were leaving they always ask us like what our reviews are yeah the press the guy who does or girl who does the screening they get your thoughts so they can send the initial thoughts back to the studio before the so the studio knows what to expect Mm -hmm. and like we come out and we're just like, yeah, we don't really like it. <laughs> and yeah, then, in a nutshell, that's basically what we said to them. And then the guy behind us is like, oh no, I loved it. I really enjoyed myself. And we're just like, oh god, like, am I okay. out of touch? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> right, I know, but I don't think that's the case. I don't, I don't think, think so. we're a principal Skinner in this situation. No. I think it's just simply because I'm looking at like these are these are actual flaws in story writing. No, these aren't things that we are like being super nitpicky about these are just you know i will say with the with the art style 
I'll give it to them that they tried. They did. They tried something different. They tried something new. They tried to have like a, a multi-plane camera effect yes. in certain times. But yes, they, I noticed that as well, which is very reminiscent of older Disney films. And, yeah. and really cool, really iconic to Disney. I appreciated that they they attempted something different than the traditional. I mean, there's these AI-generated movie posters of just like yeah everything now like if harry potter was a disney movie yeah, yeah. if the bible characters were a disney movie and they're just like so generically disney pixar yeah. it's sad you know but they've, they've kind of have this big doe-eye characters um in in cgi that it's just doesn't feel fresh anymore mm -hmm. this was different but it just didn't in the execution, it it was still flawed for me because yeah. it was so jarring to look at. There were certain times where I'm like, my eyes are having a hard time <laughs> yeah. with what's happening here, especially yeah. with the character that's so erratic and jib-jabbing around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, this the squash and scratch squash and stretch was in all the wrong places. Yeah. 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 So, so I, you know, yeah. So it goes back to two and a half stars for me. Um they, we did not talk about the final credits. Okay, so they have a final credits scene, as my my kids call them, a little one. <laughs> like they <laughs> a always movie. They always want to wait around for the see if there's a little one at the end, <laughs> which is which is funny. But during the credits leading up to the final, there is a, a post credit scene. Mm -hmm. In case you're, that's the proper term for it. Yeah. Post credit scene at the end, all the way at the very very end. Mm -hmm. But as that's happening, and they're scrolling through everyone who's involved. They, ha they basically have like these little drawings of one character from each Disney animated film, starting with Snow White. And they come on the screen and it's just, it's in gold. It's kind of like an outline. Oh, speaking of like outline, there were scenes that she has this like little notebook. She's like an artist yeah. kind of. And she does a little like flip book animation. Mm -hmm. And I think that was obviously a, very, a nod to Disney. And, you know, some of these... She drew a picture of her and her dad. I seen it on the tree and it looked like very storyboard-esque. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Those scenes and images looked to me better than the mm -hmm. film did. Mm -hmm. Like just the simplicity of yeah. the 2D line and, and style. Like I, I saw that and I was like, oh, I miss, I like this a lot. Yeah. And then they go back. Anyways. So they show all of these characters and it was just weird because yes, we, we all, if you're in the know, you know that this is the 100th anniversary of the Disney company and that this is like the big culmination of it. But they it, didn't which is... really make that connection with the end of the movie? No, they didn't at all. Like, mm -hmm. And so then it's like, wait, so why, why is, <laughs> is Rafiki here? Like, right. Why, what? Chicken Little? And, and then it's weird because they cut some movies out, like Meet the Robinson. Yeah. I don't know if someone in post-production or just someone forgot. just like thought that was pixar or something but like because <laughs> i can't tell like, these the days. winnie the pooh um like the 2011 winnie the pooh like they go and this is a fun thing if you're an animation addict and a disney fan as it's appearing try to guess the next movie that will because it'll appear it'll hold for five seconds and it scrolls up and then another one appears and so that's how you can test how on top of your disney canon you are is if you can properly guess what the, did a good job. what the next yeah it, i'm a little rusty but <laughs> um, I, I basically got pretty, you yeah, did, you I did, did. but I, Hey, let me tell you, I would have smoked anyone in that, <laughs> in that theater for Good sure. Job, I would have been able to get, you know, I got yeah. more than anyone yeah, and yeah. I was the only one playing this game, but anyway, <laughs> it's a fun game to play. You should do it. it is. <laughs> and then at the very, very end, 
the post credit scene, they have her grandpa who's a hundred years old. Okay, that's why he's a hundred <laughs> years old. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. So he's a hundred years old and he's his whole wish was to be able to play the guitar and write something that would be able to affect well, and this is- everyone. And so he writes the apparently he's the writer of the of when you wish upon a star yeah, i should have looked to see if jimmy cricket was hanging out nearby and oh. listened to it you know and yeah, then yeah. and that connects all the disney oh, movies are connected they're all connected um yeah and so this that moment his wish is the one that really sets her off because they're in this sorry we're, <laughs> we're just going we're doing, but we're going again you know they have this duet about the wishes the king and asha and she sees her grandpa's wish and she kind of gets out and he didn't even react. I kind of was expecting the king to like, don't touch that. Yeah. Like to give her like the side eye of like, yeah. no, you're not supposed to single out the wishes, mm-hmm. you know, and she just like runs to this wish and he's like in La La Land singing the song and looking at the sky and, you know, and then she realizes, wow, you wanted to be a great. You wanted to inspire people to do good or something. It was yeah. like something generic, but he had a guitar the whole time. Right. And he was like, oh, I can't grant that wish. It's too generic. It's it's not clear enough. Like, yeah, what yeah. if he wants to start a revolution? Right. Which ultimately ends up happening. But it, it was silly. Yeah. So <laughs> She cared too much. She cared too much. That's our title. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all we have for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. I'm really interested to see how this will do. It's not It's not trending very well for box office, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. And as far as the return of the Animation Addicts podcast, we are back. We'll be doing more episodes. We're going to be doing a lot more sort of discussion, nerdy couch discussion style episodes. We'll be doing movies here and there when we feel inclined. You know, definitely there's other films that we want to review. I want to go back and do Mm -hmm. Mario movie. I think we should definitely, we should do Spider-Verse 2 before Spider-Verse 3 comes out, which is in March. So it's just a few months from now. Trolls. I got some NSYNC drama I want to do. Yes. Yeah. Basically we want to do trolls just so we can like bash (laughs) on NSYNC and specifically (laughs) Justin Timberlake and how he's ruining all of our millennial dreams by not bringing (laughs) them back for real. We're get ready for that one. So get ready for that one. I've seen it. And Chelsea is not, so she needs to get yeah. on that. And we'll we'll talk about Taylor Swift too at some point. Because oh yes, we, we did left. see the Eras <laughs> tour movie because you know we finally got out of our houses and <laughs> went to see a movie together yes. after like a year. It's and, been a while, yeah. But on that one, I plan. We'll we'll talk more about like just where we like what our year has been like and then also like the future of theaters because yes, aside from us just getting out of our houses, we were able to just kind of see how that one movie is mm. i i mm-hmm. see very big things and yeah. different things coming to theaters not animated but still applicable to the industry yes so and then you had this pencils and pixels oh yeah P- um pixel pick yes pencils versus pixels is tom bancroft basically documentary that's talking about the duality that's happened in the animation industry mm-hmm. with traditional animation and cgi animation so we have the screener for that and we'll check that out and we love the bancroft brothers so happy to support them and just all even if they weren't involved happy to dig into 2d animation yeah and i think that will prompt our other discussion um or maybe in that movie we'll talk about the jennifer lee 2d yeah yeah as as i as i call it the her anti-2d propaganda (laughs) so 
Uh, Lots of good things coming. I'm, I'm excited to be back. I think okay. this will be really fun. So, And we're coming up on our 300th episode this year. Wow. Not not 300 this year, but this year will be. This year, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll, hit, we'll finally hit 300 after Pretty awesome. 12 years. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, we really had a slow burn because yeah. we were releasing every two weeks for basically the first, yeah. what, eight years? Yeah, and yeah. Now we sped it up, but hey. But yeah, 12 years. We're going 12 years on. of podcasting. Season 12 of podcasting. Haven't given it up. Yeah. We're still, you can't get rid of us entirely. No. <laughs> so we love you guys. We will be back. Be sure to subscribe. And until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. Well, how about that, Mr. Daddy Mustafa? I mean, it says it's going, so we're good. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. How are my levels? You look great. How do I sound? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, the levels look good. <laughs> they look like they're... Let me see. Maybe I need to go up a little bit more for mine. Or maybe I just need to eat the mic better. Yeah. Yeah. How close do I need to be closer. to this? I know. I think you're good. Okay. It's been long enough that we have to remember how we do stuff. How do, how do you record? Okay, I don't know what I was talking about. Um, her just. I'm the worst. <laughs> this has never happened in over three, nearly 300 episodes. Okay, I've been a lady this whole time. <laughs> you had me fooled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what was I saying?